Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator in South Carolina. If you are a creative business owner, then you're in the right place. This episode is part of a special five-week series with our special guest, Hillary Kay, business coach and Enneagram expert. We believe that the Enneagram is more than a personality test. It is an amazing tool that we can use to not only better understand ourselves, but to better understand those around us. We'll begin each episode one-on-one with Hillary herself as we deep dive into each type, and then we'll chat with a creative who has used the tool to see how it has helped them in their business. So let's jump right in. All right. So this week, we are going to be talking about the type six on the Enneagram diagram, and we are back with business coach and Enneagram expert, Miss Hillary Kay. So Hillary, tell us what we need to know about the type six. Yes, I'm so glad to be back and talking about the type six. Um, So the type six is known as the loyalist or sometimes the skeptic. Um, uh, Their core motivator, what motivates them in life is being safe and being secure, um, being in a very comfortable place. Those are what's going to motivate them. Their fears are really the antithesis of that, right? Um, lack of safety, lack of, lack of security, not knowing what's going on around them, just that uneasiness um, about, you know, about the situation that's going to be their, you know, really core fear. Um, but because their core motivator is safety and security, this means that they are amazing planners. Um, they have contingency plans for days. They think in that worst case scenario. So they have plans for the worst case scenario and the best case scenario and all of the scenarios <laughs> in between. Um, and they also set goals very well um, as well to hit those milestones to help them feel that safety and security. Um, Type sixes are loyal to a fault when they feel safe with someone. Um, They are going to attach to them like crazy and be their biggest supporter and helper. Um, Type sixes are also extremely inquisitive. They like to ask a lot of questions. If you have never been um, interrogated by a type six, it is something special. I, my son is a type six. And so he, he always asks me, mom, is that a good question? <laughs> yes, it's a very good question. And I know you're going to ask me more. Uh, so that's a sign that you're talking to a six if you're getting uh, <laughs> lots of questions asked. Um, so, uh, but because of that, right, We've talked about this before. Your biggest strengths are, you know, often your biggest weaknesses. Um, and type sixes need to be aware of all of their connection points um, within the Enneagram. Um, if it wasn't clear already, type sixes are in that head center. Um, so the Enneagram is broken down into three um, centers, which help you take action and make decisions to the best of your ability. Type sixes are in that head center. Lots of things going on in their head. Um, And the type six is connected to four other points within the Enneagram diagram. So their wings, they have the five um, on one side and the seven on the other. Um, And so they can pick up some of those attributes from either of those types to help them along on their um, journey of sustainability. 
Um, a type six goes to a type nine when they are healthy. Um, so that looks like picking up more of the positive attributes from the type nine, which is relaxed and thoughtful and more, you know, chill. Um, type sixes um, aren't always the most relaxed people. As a matter of fact, they're probably the least relaxed people out of all nine of the types. But when they find themselves relaxed, they know they're in a really good spot. Um, and on the flip side, the type six goes to a type three when they are headed toward burnout or stressed out. And so you're going to pick up with your stress type, you're going to pick up those more challenging um, behaviors and emotions from your stress type. So four or six, they pick up the things from a type three, like being a workaholic, um, being self-critical, um, maybe noticing, you know, that they have lots and lots of lots of high energy and then followed by a big crash um, and a lot of analysis paralysis, making sure they're not doing anything wrong. So those are kind of those signs that a type six is headed um, in, a, in a bad direction. Yeah, definitely. So how can a type six harness these strengths and turn it into a superpower in their work? Yeah. And so that's where I really like for the, the type six is that, that core motivator, right? Of being safe and secure that comes across to their clients. Yeah. Um, type sixes use that to your advantage, letting your clients know that you, you, you know, the worst that could happen, you know, the best that can happen. If, if their product doesn't get shipped in time, rest assured, you have three plans ahead of time that is going to make sure that they get their product in the right time. Or, you know, if something goes wrong with it, of course, you know, this is going to be different for every type of business you run. Um, but that's really the type six is superpower is really having that plan for everything and asking the right questions because you're not only type sixes, you don't only ask the right questions um, to help you plan for your business, right? And, you know, make sure your business is set up um, in a sustainable, you know, uh, productive way, but you also ask the right questions of your clients and your customers. And so you're going to know what they want. You're going to know what they need um, because you're thinking about it all the time. And so using that to your advantage and, and letting that be shown um, to your to your clients and customers. Yeah, definitely. And what are some of the messages that they might hear from the people around them or from the customers that would be another external indicator that they're headed towards burnout? Yeah, it would definitely be um, like more of those like, oh my gosh, like you have not stopped. Like you need to slow down. Um, type sixes get very manic when they are in stress or headed to burnout. They just go, 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 go. Um, and a three, three's mind can do that, right? But that's why the three is their stress line because a six's mind cannot do that. Um, they cannot go, 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 go. And they will crash hard. So if people are saying like, man, you haven't stopped or man, when's the last time you slept, you know, um, things like that, that show more of that manic type personality because type sixes in their head, the type six might be listening to this and say, man, well, I'm manic in my head all the time, right? Like I'm being yes. thoughts all around in my head all the time. 
But six is you don't often let people see that manic. You let them see sometimes that you're anxious, right? But there's a difference between visible anxiety and visible like manic behavior. Um, and so when people are noticing that, you know, that they're not, you're not only, you know, having the ping pong thoughts in your head, people are seeing, <laughs> you know, those ping pong balls all over the place. That's, that's a good indicator for you. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. Looking forward to talking to you some more next week. Of course. For more from Hillary, you can follow her online on Facebook and Instagram or head over to her website, hillarykay.com, H-I-L-L-A-R-I-E-K-A-Y.com. And right now you can pre-order her new book, Unlock Your Potential at Work. And everyone who pre-orders their book before December 3rd is actually entered in a drawing for a free one-hour call with Hillary herself. So head on over through the links in our show notes and get your hands on that today. Now let's talk to this next creative. Hey, you guys. So we are going to be talking to my sister today for our type six, Jody Ray. How's it going, Jody? Good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So Jody has a creative business. She makes polymer plate earrings and the name of her business is Ray of Happiness. We've had her on here before and we will have her on here again. Um, she came on to talk about before she started her business and what she was learning and doing. And now that she's got some stuff to share, we'll have her back on probably sometime next month to tell us about the progress that she's made and what she's learned. But today we're talking Enneagram. So Jody, tell us how long you have like known about the Enneagram. When did you take a test? You know, mm, roughly a year ago. Yeah. Maybe a little less. Um, but I'm still learning like every day. <laughs> what, um, what was when you took the test, was there any question as to what type you were or was it a clear six? It was a clear remember? six. It was a clear six. Mm-hmm. When you read the description, do you remember what it was about it that made it made you just be like, "Oh yeah, that's me." Um, I think the the anxiety and like the the planning, the thinking process, and stuff like that. Because uh, I'm definitely um, a planner. Like I'm someone that needs to make an itinerary I need to have a plan I need to that helps my anxiety if I'm and then you know of course I get really anxious when things fall off of that <laughs> but um that was kind of one of the things that I was like yep definitely that's me yep so tell everybody what you do like what your 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 first job is <laughs> um I'm a registered nurse and right now I'm a travel nurse in the ICU um, so I just work at a small hospital, um, and I've been doing that since 2013, uh, and I, I like it. I just, you know, you get burnt out every now and then, and, and so you I started my side hustle. That's right. You got your <laughs> side hustle to help you, help you not yep. eat, so, yeah. Yep. So one of the things for the type six is like, you know, that, that worry, that basic worry or, or fear, whatever you want to call it is like being without support or guidance. Do you see that like in your job or in your day-to-day -day life? Is that something that. 
Yeah. Um, there's definitely, like with travel nursing, you know, you just get like one day of orientation and then they just kind of throw you in, um, which is why you have to have that experience before you become a travel nurse because you need to be able to to do that and to know what to do. But there is that fear, that underlying fear of like, I don't really know their hospital. I don't know their system. I don't know their policies. I don't know, you know, I'm in the ICU and it's been a while since I've done this. And so there is that fear that's just always there when I'm at work that I'm not going to be able to find someone that can help me or answer my questions. Um, But I think I've always kind of had that sort of fear before. I guess the fear of like, me having to answer the questions <laughs> yeah like what if there's somebody else that feels the same way and I'm the most experienced person and they expect me to have the answer <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like I don't yeah but now I'm curious because as the six when you are you know when you're when you're feeling comfortable and you're feeling safe in your surroundings and you're in a healthy headspace and that kind of thing you go to the type three which is like, which is the achiever, right? Which is what I am, mm-hmm. all the goal setting and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like once you get confident in a job or in a setting that you kind of move to that role of, I can help people. I, I know the answers. I'm, I'm comfortable being the authority. Do you get there? I do. Um, because my last job, I was there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was at my job for like five years. And Definitely after a certain amount of time, I start to feel more comfortable and I start to take on the role of being a charge nurse and being in charge of the unit and um, take on the role of being a preceptor and like training new nurses, new staff members with, you know, what needs to be done and um, become a resource for the, the newer people. Uh, but it takes, I think it takes me longer than it takes other people just because of that fear of needing that, that guidance and the fear of like me being the one that's guiding. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I actually just realized that I said that backwards because technically when you're stressed out, you would go to the more negative qualities of a type three. However, however, and this is something Hillary didn't necessarily say this in, in her part, but I was talking to somebody else and that connection point is still there. You can still draw that. You, I mean, even mm-hmm. even though the natural tendency is I go there when I'm stressed out, there's still a connection mm-hmm. there where you can pull the positive qualities as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not as, I guess, not as prevalent. It's not what we talk about as much. So for you, mm-hmm. actually, I guess for a six, when you are, go, you know, when things are going really well, you move to the type nine, which is the peacemaker or the mediator. Um, do you Do you see that? I honestly don't. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess I could be, and I don't know if maybe that just means I'm not always in a great space, but, um, I honestly feel like I connect more with the six and the three than the six Mm -hmm. and the nine. Well, I mean, that's, at the end of the day, it does, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it necessarily means you're unhealthy. I know that, um, like I said, I've, I've read lots of things before that talk about the fact that even though it's a, a stress point, a stress line connector, 
you still have the ability to pick up the positive things. And sometimes when you find, I've noticed for me anyway, because I am, because I'm the three, my stress line connect is a nine. So of mm-hmm. course, when I'm stressed out, I de- I detach, I let things go, I become apathetic, I don't care. Um, but in the same vein, when I'm working with a large group of people, once I get mm-hmm. past that, I do want to be the mediator. I want to find a way for everyone to be able to be happy. I want to you know, mediate the conflict. And that's mm-hmm. a positive characteristic of the type nine. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that, that that is 100% possible. The other thing with the type nine, and you say you don't see it as your sister, though, I see it in you. Because the thing with the type nine is just loving everybody. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like wanting everybody yeah. to be together really having you know caring about people and kind of being easygoing and laid back and and I can I can see that in you so you may not mm-hmm. necessarily feel it you may feel a little more of the stress and the turmoil and stuff but mm-hmm. um but I can see it in you especially when you're when you're more relaxed and when you're with your people I can mm-hmm. see it cool <laughs> So with your, when you started the creative business, did you, did you feel, how did you see the six? Do you feel like you saw those tendencies coming out in the way that you started your side hustle? Um, a little bit. It was, it started as just a desire for certain things that weren't there, you know, like certain style certain earrings there was just things that I wanted and um then it just kind of turned into well I can do this you know like I can but there's definitely the you know when you talk about the the guidance and stuff Mm -hmm. there was a lot of research and a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of following accounts of people who have been doing it for years and trying to like learn from them um just because there was that fear of like them not being good you know or just falling apart or yeah you know just any of that really you want to be confident yeah (laughs) it makes sense because in the you know you're a six so you're over there in the head center and that's all about logic Mm -hmm. and confidence and seeking you know seeking that ability to know what you're doing um yeah have you ever identified, do you feel like you have a wing? Do you feel like you lean more towards the five or the six? I don't think so. Not, I mean, like I said, I haven't been doing a lot with the Enneagram lately, mm-hmm. just with research and stuff, but I, I I don't think so. I think I'm just more. Yeah. And that's, and you know, some people are just like, they're just solid. They don't have a wing. They're solidly in their type. Some people mm-hmm. pull a little bit from both sides. Um, I know that for me, I have a super strong two wing, but there are times mm-hmm. when I, I I get a little bit of that four influence coming in and I'll, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll recognize it with what you just said, though. The reason I asked that is because I wondered if you might have a little a touch of a five wing from the research component, mm-hmm. um, because the five is the researcher and they deep dive to get all their information that they want to know everything they can know because they want to be confident. And so I wonder. Well, and I guess in that aspect, yeah, like I. I probably do a little bit, um, even with work, not just with the side hustle, but with my job, you know, if there's 
something on a patient's chart and I've really never heard about it. Like some people are just, they just move on and I'm more of a, hold on, let me look this up. I need to know, you know, what it's, what it's doing. And I remember when I first started in nursing, I had like a notebook that I would just write things down. And at the end of the day, I would just go home and just research them just to know what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like I'm definitely the person that's gonna, I'm going to Google it. Like if somebody says something and, you know, some people can just move past it and you're like, wait, hold on, let me look it up. (laughs) No, and I've I've watched that. I've watched that play out, play out. Yep. I was watching a TV show last night with Daniel and they said something, a specific type of pneumonia. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, I don't know. And they're saying, I have my phones out and I'm, I'm researching it and I'm googling and I'm like reading articles and I'm like oh okay so this is what it is (laughs) um I love it because I I know that's been that's been one of your go-to phrases in the past google that mess google it (laughs) um so you mentioned you mentioned Daniel so of course Daniel Mm -hmm. my brother-in-law so I know him pretty well um the you know his type, right? He knows his type. He does, and honestly, right now, I'm having a hard time. I think, was it a four? Two. Yep, he's a two. He is a he is a diehard helper. Mm-hmm. And it is so, yeah, it's been funny. He's a helper to a fault. Yes, yes. He volunteers to help everyone with everything. I know. Do you Some days he'll like... come home and start a sentence, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, you're not doing it. You know the big difference, and I and this is just a, a commentary, I guess. But with the six, you know, the six is the loyalist. The six is all about their people, though, like mm-hmm. very like warm and loving with their people. Though they have like a tight circle, whereas mm-hmm. the two, the helper, they want to help everybody. It doesn't matter if you're in their circle or not. They want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, more so of course the people in their circle but they really love helping everyone um and it sounds like that's exactly how it comes out where you're just like no no mm-hmm. don't don't do anything else don't yeah. take anything else on um yeah as the loyalist too and I've not I don't know that I've necessarily read this but I'm just curious do you feel like you have the ability to hold a grudge oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm yeah, I can hold a grudge for a long time. Is it hard if somebody's done something and you're holding a grudge? Is it hard for them to like make up for it and get out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I hold a grudge for other people too. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You're loyal to like, your people and if somebody hurts Daniel's them. very forgiving. And I'm just like, no, we're done. Like <laughs> they, they messed up. That's it. So on the flip side of that, if someone does something, you're holding, you know, you're, you're holding a grudge, that kind of thing. On the flip side, if it's somebody that's your people, mm-hmm. does it take a lot? Do they? No. No? No, when it's my people, I think it's easier for me to move past it. Yeah. I think it's more when it's somebody, when it affects my people. Yeah. Um. I guess because with my people, it it takes a lot 
for me to get to a point in my mind where I would be so upset about something that I would hold a grudge. I think I'm easier to get offended or easier to get upset with acquaintances and people that I don't really know. And I think, I don't know. So like I said, it's just harder with someone in my circle. It would be harder for me to get to that point to where I would even feel the need to hold a grudge, like have a grudge to begin with. Yeah. And that fits. That totally fits with the type six. Yeah. Because we communicate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and one of the things that that is a characteristic of a six, and I wonder if you agree with this, is that they are amazing in a crisis. Do you feel like you're good in a crisis? I mean, I may not feel like it internally, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I do know that I handle things. Yeah. I mean, considering I work in the ICU during the pandemic, like (laughs) (laughs) patient's code and you have to be in the moment and, um, but I feel like outwardly I do, but there's still that internal like fear of not knowing what I'm doing yeah. and needing that that mentor, that person that's like telling you what to do. Yeah. So it's kind of like both things can happen at the same time. Yeah. Like outwardly, I can look good in a crisis, but internally I'm freaking out and looking for someone to guide me. Yeah. <laughs> So when you do get to that point, like, you know, you've been working in the ICU, it's been stressful and you're like, internally, you've had that struggle and you've been putting it out. I would imagine that you, you need to deflate after that. You need to decompress. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you do to take care of yourself? Like self-care? Well, now that I make more money, I think there's going to be other options. <laughs> but, uh, you know, beforehand, it would just literally be like quiet time. Just yeah. me alone in a room, maybe fiddling on my phone, but I don't usually have the TV on. I don't, like, it's just me. Like, when I have a rough night, I'll drive home with no music and just be in the car. And so I feel like reflection. Um, but definitely going to add in some some other self-care options. Yeah. Now that I've got the income to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to have a little bit of extra income. Right? A massage never hurt anybody. That's right. It sure didn't. You can, you can be quiet <laughs> during a massage too, right? <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you for chatting with me about, about being a type six and what that's like and what you've learned. And Thank you for having me. Of course, always, always. That's all for this week's episode of Makers Chat. We cannot wait to share more with you about the Enneagram in coming episodes. Just remember to check out our show notes for links to learn more from Miss Hillary Kay, to get on the list for her book launch. And of course, if you haven't already joined us on Facebook inside the Makers Chat community, please go ahead and do that. That's where you can go for deeper conversation to connect with not only the creatives that are here in the podcast, but other creatives just like you in our community. You guys have a wonderful day and we'll talk again soon.